0: families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or call 716 483 one five six one.
1: As soon as Governor Kathy Hochul released her proposed state budget, the New York Association of Counties was speaking out about a plan clawback of Medicaid funds to local municipalities. A podcast they host explains what the program is and how Hochul's clawback could affect counties.
0: You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm Brian Gregoire, NYSAC's legislative director, and today I'm joined by Dave Lucas. NISAC's Director of Finance and Intergovernmental Affairs. Welcome back to the podcast, Dave.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here.
0: Well, this week, Dave, a lot of news. Of course, the governor unveiled her executive budget. For our county officials, this is a $227 billion spending plan, which is the largest in state his- history. And it contained many proposals that are going to impact counties. And you can look forward to additional analysis from NISAC on those proposals. Of course, we have it on our website right now, but in the coming days, we'll have more information as well. One of the largest proposals, though, and also the most impactful to counties contained in her budget was the ending of a longstanding practice of sharing federal Medicaid funding to counties. Specifically, the budget proposes to stop sharing EFMAP money from the Affordable Care Act with counties. It's a complicated system. We'll dive into it in just a minute here, but that's what's important to know is that we also project this proposal will increase Medicaid costs for New York's 62 counties by up to a billion dollars. So, Dave... This is obviously a very serious problem for counties, but before we get into that, can you just walk us through some of this terminology? Like, what is an FMAP?
1: Yeah, I get this question a lot. Um, But basically, FMAP stands for Federal Medical Assistance Percentage, and it's the share that the federal government pays towards the national Medicaid program. Every state belongs to the Medicaid program, and every state has a different share, and the share is based on the wealth um, within each state compared to every other state. So there's a floor set because some states um, have extreme wealth. New York is one of those. So our match from the federal government on every dollar in Medicaid is 50%. Okay. So the counties in the state pay the rest of the share in New York State. Right. The match can get as high as 78 or 80% in other states that have less resources. And that's what the program was meant to do. It was meant to allow states that had more resources to participate in the program as well as that they had fewer resources and this the federal government would pay more for states that had fewer resources.
0: Sure, sure. So that's an F map, but what is an E F map?
1: Yeah, an E F map is the E stands for enhanced. And what happens is the federal government on occasion will implement what they call an enhanced FMAP which means they will raise the federal portion of the Medicaid spend. They'll okay. raise their own match. Yep. They've done it multiple times in the last 20 years. They usually do it in response to an economic downturn, a recessionary period. They'll increase the federal share of Medicaid because when they do that, it becomes less money each state has to contribute into the program. So it becomes free cash flow for the states, and it's meant to help states during a downturn so they don't have to raise taxes or cut programs severely because all that spending goes into the economy and in, in GDP. So the goal is to uh, allow localities and states and in this situation uh, to be able to have some flexibility by having extra federal resources available to them.
0: Okay, so uh, that makes sense, Dave. So. Are- are we operating right now in New York State under any EF maps? Do we have any EF maps that are coming to us?
1: Yeah, we do. Right now, there's, a, there's an EF map under the Affordable Care Act that went into effect. Um, and it was signed into law in 2010, and it went into effect in uh, 2012, right around there. And we share in those savings, those federal savings that come in, because we're a payer. Because we're a payer. That's okay. right. And Congress, especially the Congressional delegation during the debate over the Affordable Care Act, and even before that, going back to 2003 and in, in that recession right after 9/11, they implemented an EF map. It was a slight increase in the federal share, and it required states that required their local governments to pay a share of Medicaid yeah. to get a share of the federal savings, proportionate to what they're putting in. That makes sense. And it's been done that way in New York for tw- 20 years now. Every right. time this has come up, the savings is shared proportionally. So during the Affordable Care Act, they did they did a big increase. They went from 50% to 90% for a designated piece of the population, okay. which brings in a lot of savings. Sure. Um, and right now, we're saving, at the local level, well over $500 million a year. Um, because pro- of that?
0: Affordable Care Act EF Map. Yeah. pass through. Yeah, okay. when you
1: include New York City, we're probably looking at a billion dollars a year in annual savings from this. Um, we haven't received all the savings yet from the state, which is another issue. Right. Uh, but that's what the the ACA EF Map does. When COVID started, they did an additional F Map in 2020, and they just the federal government blanket said we're going to give you everybody six percent more uh, on top of whatever your share is today. Um, And we're sharing in those savings now, proportional to what we put in. Um, Just as an example of proportion to show what happens here, in 2003, when they did the first FMAP, the counties in New York put in about 36% of the non-federal match. Um, So we got about 36% of the savings. It's it's even documented in the state financial plan. If you go back and look at the documents in 2003, it's footnoted in, in multiple places that... The, the share going to the counties, they had a dollar amount. you could. Just, Is their proportional it's, share? It's the proportional share. And when the ACA started, it was, eh, we were in the high 20%. And when COVID started, we're around 18%. And the shares are split and still are as of today. Um, but in this new budget proposal, they're proposing to just stop sharing that up to a billion dollars. Right, so
0: up to a billion dollars because they're going to stop sharing the Affordable Care Act EF map. So, what kind of impact do we project this will actually have on counties, Dave? Yeah, I so mean, you just said a billion dollars, but any, you know, uh, what does this mean for your average county? What does this mean for the average taxpayer?
1: Yeah, even using the, we'll use DOB's estimates here. They're saying it's, sure. it's, a, it's, a, it's close to three hundred million for. The counties and close to 350 million for New York City and new expense. When we lose the share of the savings, it means every dollar we lose in savings, we have to replace with a dollar we send back to the state. So we have to increase our Medicaid spending by $300 million at the county level. The city will have to increase by at least 350. I think the city's number is way bigger than that, Yeah. based on historic shares of uh, ACA and how it's been distributed. But for in New York, for a typical county, that $300 million equals a 5.2% property tax increase. Wow. So for 20% of the counties, it would be over 7%. And some get into double digits.
0: And we're in the middle of 2023 already. Our county budgets are set. How are we going to come up with this new cost?
1: Yeah, that makes it even worse because, sure. you know... We don't know the details that the state's proposing to do this administratively, sure. which really bypasses the state legislative process and the budget process completely. The legislature has no ability to intervene in this situation. Um, but as an example, yeah, that near three hundred million dollars it would require Albany to increase their tax levy by over eight million dollars. Wow, um, that's an eight percent increase an here 8% in An eight percent tax increase. Yeah, Suffolk County, thirty-two million dollars. And we're not talking
0: about new services. We're just talking about getting back to baseline. This is
1: just extra spending the state requiring counties to make. We're sending this much money. We send it in every week. So, so I mean, you know, we're, we're, the
0: homeowners, the renters, the average citizen, you know, can't come up with an 8% increase in their taxes. How is this – how are we trying to – actually improve the affordability and, and the housing crisis. If we're looking at Albany County, potentially having to raise property taxes by
1: 8%. Yeah, no, it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. It, it actually goes in the wrong direction. The, the state points out, because of they put in a 0% cap yeah. on counties in the Medicaid growth back in 2015, they point out to how much money that has saved counties over the years. And we are so thankful For that 0% growth cap, Because most of that money...
0: It's gone to property
1: tax relief. It's gone to property tax relief. Property taxes would be so much higher today. They would probably be more than double what they are today had that cap not gone into place. On top of that cap, the federal enhanced EF map that they provided also allows us to reduce taxes more. Absolutely. And that was the intent. I mean, you could look at multiple press releases when the Affordable Care Act passed... And, you know, the congressional delegation was saying all over the place, this is going to help relieve property tax pressure all across the state of New York, and that's why we did it. Yeah, um, Taking it away is going to reverse that process. It just right. I, it baffles me, um, particularly, of why we're doing this, especially in the state financial plan, that they're proposing to spend $5 billion before the end of this year to fully fund their reserves, They'll have $19 billion in reserves and they estimate their cash balance or their fund balance to be $35 billion at the end of state fiscal year 2024. Why do they need to impose such a huge cost shift to local taxpayers? Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, well, certainly
0: NISAC is going to be using every tool at our disposal to fight this. Um, But for right now, You know, the most important thing for members, the counties, and our partners in the state legislature to do is to reach out to the governor's office and let them know that this is going to harm counties, but more than harm counties. This is going to harm the mutual constituents that the counties, the state legislature, and our members all represent, which is the people of the state of New York. Those are homeowners. Those are property taxpayers. Those are renters. Those are small businesses. This proposal is making our state more unaffordable, and we need the governor to reverse this decision.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Dave. And again, for our listeners, we're joined by Dave Lucas, NYSAC's Director of Finance and Intergovernmental Affairs. I'm Ryan Gregoire, NYSAC's Legislative Director and the host of today's podcast.
1: To listen to other episodes of County Conversations, visit mysac.org slash podcast or search for County Conversation on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.